1: 45
2: That's all I'm doing. Exactly forty-five.
1: Looks faster to me. Looks as like though the needle's on
2: fifty, dear. Darling, looks that way from your side. It's the angle. It would you see the speedometer? <laughs> I see. Yeah.
1: Lovely evening. Well, we certainly are taking advantage of having a baby nurse. We haven't done so much gadding for ages.
2: Well, do you good?
1: I think Miss Oglethorpe is too strict, however. You yeah. can't discipline a two weeks old baby. He's hungry at ten minutes to two and screams and yells she won't feed him until exactly two o'clock on the nose.
2: Oh, well, it won't hurt him any. That nurse seems to know what she's doing. Well,
1: what if the clock is slow or fast and the baby is on time? How do you figure it then?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop worrying. Enjoy yourself, will you? We don't have any children on our hands tonight. Mm. What time is Dorothy expecting us for dinner? When
1: I said you'd pick me up and you left the office And we'd leave right away and get to West Valley about 6.30
2: Yeah, well, I get too earlier I guess it won't matter if we arrive a little earlier at her house mm,
1: She'll probably be all upset You know your sister, she'll be flying around with her hair and curlers Setting the table Yeah, until...
2: I know, she'll yeah. let out a yell when she sees <laughs> us You wait and see, oh, you said you wouldn't be here until 6.30 I'm not ready <laughs> You mark my words
1: Oh, well, whatever happens, don't
2: quarrel with your sister tonight Look, I never started <laughs> Well, you know no matter I... what
1: she says, don't let it get you and if she says something to Buddy or if Harry does, don't interfere. Darling, here. I
2: do not interfere. No, I never no, have. No, no you do. But Buddy's being such a problem, child. It's Dorothy's own fault.
1: Well, honey, I guess a lot of teenagers are problems these days. Well, they don't
2: need to be. You just got to handle them properly. That's all. Now look, I don't anticipate any problems with our son at that age oh, at you all. Don't. Oh, no, you sir, don't. No, sir. I am understand. going to be ready for it. Now look, it's it's when they're little you have problems. You know, when they when they're teenage, they just need understanding. At that age, they're capable of logical reasoning, which is something you can't use on small children.
1: Well, I see. Uh-huh. I mean, it's simple. Oh, I love summer when it stays light so long, don't you? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I see a couple of dark clouds up ahead.
1: Oh, now don't anticipate trouble. (laughs) Please, dear, we don't see much of your sister anyhow. Let's not have a squabble tonight, huh? Let's have a pleasant visit. Darling, I never start anything, will you?
2: Now to heck with all that. Come on, let's enjoy the ride. (laughs) Let's talk about mm, how pretty you are. Oh,
1: well, I won't object to that. Go on. (laughs) Honey, keep your eyes on the road now.
2: You know, that's hard to do with you beside me.
1: Oh, you... (laughs)
0: If you'd like to have your fortune told, you can look into the future of America and see your own future reflected there. And a tremendously bright future it is, too. America is on the verge of reaping the results of the greatest 10-year expansion in its history. New citizens are being born at the rate of 4 million a year. That means 4 million new consumers, requiring a tremendous annual increase in production of housing, commodities, and industry. Increased production means more jobs. Judging by past experience, 2 million new businesses will be established in the next 25 years. Value conscious Americans are acting right now to take advantage of the present buyer's market to prepare for the day when demand far outstrips the supply. An expanding and changing America brings new needs, new opportunities. Find out what they are and what they mean to your future. Write for the big illustrated booklet, Your Great Future in a Growing America, Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York 17, New York. Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York 17.
2: Dorothy! I suppose she is. Hey, sis! Well, come on, screen door's unlocked. Let's go in.
1: No, we're just admiring Dorothy's lawn. This looks lovely. Yeah, really. come on, let's go in. Yeah. You yeah. are not going, and that is
2: final. Uh-oh, she's home. Giving Buddy the Dickens again as usual. Never
1: mind that now. Dorothy, you home. Well, I tell
2: you, that kid's gonna not gonna develop any backbone at all. Oh, well, oh, oh
1: heavens. Well, <laughs> hi,
2: sis. I know, I know. We're early.
1: Oh, here I am, my hair in curl is just setting the table. You said sis. Well, he got through early. Hello, (laughs) George. Hello. I am so mad. Well, I am going, Well, you are not going. What is the matter? It's the car, but he never thinks of anything else. He wants to take it to drive out to Tompkins Beach tonight for a picnic and swimming. I said he could go to a picnic today, but no, he wants to go out there and drive back tonight. It'll be dark midnight before he gets home. Well, he is not going to do it. Fifteen miles out there at night, he is not going. Well, I am, too. Aren't you going to say hello to your aunt and Uncle?
2: If my dad were here, he would... Hello. Hello. Hello, buddy. If
1: your father were here, he would certainly not let you. Yes, he would. Now, uh, where is Harry? Oh, he phoned this morning. He's going to be in Chicago another week. I told him you were coming for dinner, Well, I thought he'd be back. Well, it's but... all right, Dorothy. My goodness, it's nice to see you here. Well, dear.
2: I'm going. Uh, I think your mother's right, buddy. Dear, You're dear. not my father.
1: Don't you talk to your uncle that way. Well,
2: that's all right, Daddy. It's all right. I understand how he feels. Now, I know I'm not your father, son, but you have to listen to people older than yourself. We know a little more about things than you do. Ah, nuts. <laughs> Look, you, you let him talk to me, to, to you like that. You, Do you can... I let
1: him?
2: Well, boy, I tell you, if you ask me, darling. Well, nobody I, I... asked you, dear.
1: <laughs> and we're going to have a pleasant evening now. I want to visit with Dorothy and tell her about the baby. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, of course, the baby. I, I want to hear, too. Oh, wait till I go turn the oven on. Sit down now. I'll be right with well, you. Well, I'm
2: telling you something. That kid has no manners at all, no respect for older people. <laughs>
1: First time I ever heard you refer to yourself as an older person. Well, I (laughs) am. Now, look, don't interfere.
2: Look, I am not, I'm not. You know what's going to happen, don't you? He shut himself in his room. Pretty soon, Dorothy will feel sorry for him. She'll give in. Now, you wait and see. Well, you just stay out of
1: it. You just stay out Uh, of it now. I'm sorry we hadn't upset the minute you walked in. Oh, think nothing of it, Dorothy. I just don't think he should go out there to the lake at night. He only got his junior license a week ago. He's just 16. He's not supposed to drive at all Mister. Summer, with a senior license there to make him legal, you know. Uh-huh, look, I wouldn't true. even
2: argue with him, Dolly. That's where you make a mistake. You just take the car keys right away from him. There
1: are two sets, and he's got the other one. And I can't stop him physically. He's too big now. Well, he certainly is a handsome boy, Dorothy. My goodness. <laughs> 185 pounds and oh, just over six feet. 185? He doesn't look. Yeah. It must be all muscle and so <laughs> handsome. <laughs> I'll bet the girls go for him. Oh, well, yes, that's the trouble. He looks older than he is... But I get just sick at the thought of his driving at night. I wish you'd speak to him. Well, uh, I... don't think you should interfere, really, no, 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 dear. All I, right, I, I, now, well,
2: no, I... let me do this now. I don't mind. I think this is a situation where a boy needs a, a man to talk to. Right, I'll, I'll handle him, Dorothy. Boy needs a little masculine understanding, that's all. <laughs> <coughs> buddy! <laughs> buddy, could I uh, talk to you a minute, old man? Who is it? Well, it's, a, it's your uncle, buddy, and I just thought maybe we could have a little talk, just... Us boys, huh? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Uh, unlock this door at once. Do you hear me?
1: I want to remind you he's bigger than you are.
2: Unlock this door.
1: <laughs>
2: now, buddy, come on. Now, look, we're, 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 we're not going to get anywhere at all this way. Now, don't be so belligerent. You know what I mean? Look upon me as a friend, not just an uncle. And you're old enough to discuss something logically and reasonably. Now, tell me. Why is going on this picnic and swimming party so important to you? I've got a date with my girl. Everybody else is going. I'll look silly if I can't go. And my girl's going away tomorrow. I won't even see her the rest of the summer. All right. All right. Now, did you tell your mother then? Yeah. My mother never listens to anything I say. She treats me like a baby. Well, all right. Now, i tell you what we'll do. I will talk to your mother. did not. I just said I would talk to you. For Pete's sake, you can see his point. Look, his girl is going away. It
1: seems to me that when his mother says he can't go, dear, for you to go in there and sympathize with him... Yes, now it makes me look like the monster around here. All
2: right, now look, let us settle it this way. Why don't I drive them out to the picnic? You
1: drive them? Darling, Buddy certainly wouldn't want a chaperone, which is the way he'd feel about you. And I can't see that it would be any better to have you drive them if he drove himself. Not the way you drive.
2: Just what do you mean by that now? What do you mean the way I drive? You
1: have always driven like a maniac. I have. I have? Now, your you... sister didn't mean it that way, well, dear. This, yes, that's I, what did. She, she I did. Said I did mean it that way. He's the craziest driver I know. What are you Mother talking Mother and Dad hate to go with him. They always feel they're taking their lives in their hands every time they go in his car.
2: Look, they're still alive. Mother and Dad have driven with me hundreds of times.
1: And they are always scared to death. Well, I... I don't know how many times they've asked me to drive them instead. <laughs> <laughs> look. Nah, look. I... Now, look, both but of it, you. That is the most Darling, darling. My goodness, Dorothy asked us over here for dinner, and knowing what a good cook Dorothy is, Get I... Your Get, Get your hat and first. Get
2: your your hat and purse we're going home honey i what? am not going to stay here and here. eat now look dorothy asked me to talk to him and i did that kid wouldn't be the way he is if you and harry hadn't given him everything he's always wanted he is so spoiled well i <laughs> must
1: say you're a fine one to talk about spoiled children Don't. well what do you mean by that dorothy are you implying that betsy yes are you implying... well is
2: it okay did mother say i could take the car
1: no it is not okay you cannot
2: take the car oh, well you better do what your mother says buddy
1: oh take the car. I don't care what you do. Now, why do you telling me he can go after raising all the fuss, saying he can't go? Oh, I don't know. I'm just tired of the whole argument.
2: Then, Now, look. You see? see you got your mother all I'm, upset. I don't now, know why you're... she's so upset. She knows I'm a good driver. That is not the question. Accidents happen to the best of drivers. Even when it isn't their fault. You know that. Now, it seems to me you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed of yourself. After all your mother and father have done for you. They've been wonderful to you seems to me that if I were a young man who wanted to go to college, I'd, I'd be just a little bit nicer to my mother. Well, maybe I don't want to go to college. My father. I, I've got a summer job and I'm getting 65 bucks a week. I mean, maybe I'll just leave home. All right, if that's what you want to do, go on and leave home. Well, all right. All right, I will. I'll leave right now. Buddy!
1: Oh, oh, that's a fine thing to tell my son to leave home. Yes, for heaven's sakes, dear. I don't think you should have no, said that. No, he didn't
2: mean it. He'll be back.
1: Why are you to Look, you me. asked me
2: to, Dorothy. You said
1: Please, that Please, not both of you. Oh, Dorothy, I smell something burning. I'm not surprised. Oh, oh, i say, Oh, my dinner, oh dear. All I can say is you and your logical reasoning. You better just hope that your nephew comes back. Here, grab a dish towel. Wipe the dishes, dear. Yeah.
2: Where's Dorothy?
1: Standing out in front, looking up and down the street for Buddy. Well, it was a wonderful dinner, which nobody enjoyed. Well, I'll
2: tell you this much. This sort of thing won't happen with our son.
1: Well, don't be so sure. Maybe it won't be a car. Maybe he'll be all excited about his junior driving license for a spaceship.
2: (laughs) Oh, don't be silly.
1: I don't think it's so silly. Look how science has advanced in just the last 50 or 60 years. Look at the things that have come into their own. Telephone, automobiles, airplanes, radio, electricity. Why, Betsy can't believe we didn't have TV when we were little. You remember how old it made us seem? even asked me if I remembered the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Bunny oh. came back. But he came back. <laughs> oh. oh, they just drove up. It started to rain, so they're going to have their picnic in the house here. Oh, oh, oh my relieved? Oh, fine, Dorothy. <laughs> well, I told you he'd be back. <sighs> you think he would have gone on the picnic if it hadn't rained? Oh, I don't know. I, I really don't. You, you just never know. No,
2: I guess not. Look, I'm sorry I was cross, Dottie. Oh,
1: I I am too. I I apologize, really. I I tell you, you have my sympathy when your son grows up. Oh, well, thank
2: you. Beginning to realize it's not so simple.
1: (laughs) I just said, what's he going to do when our son wants to take his spaceship up for a picnic in the air, they'll probably call it. (laughs) Look, it's
2: not so funny, that's for sure. It is not so funny.
0: Henry Morgan and Mitch Miller are Sunday night hosts on CBS radio, and there's plenty of harmony here when this pair takes over. Henry Morgan's Says Who show is a relatively new idea in entertainment, so a word of explanation could well be in order. Every Sunday night, Henry Morgan gathers a panel of show business stars who have a go at identifying the voices of familiar personalities, and surprisingly, it's not as easy as it sounds, but that's part of the fun on Says Who. And Mitch Miller, well, here's a man whose name is a synonym for popular music. What he doesn't know about the business, he's merely forgotten. And the Mitch Miller Show holds open house every Sunday night for entertainers who talk shop and perform. A very lively show. In fact, thanks to Mitch Miller, Henry Morgan, and all of their friends, Sunday's a very lively night at the Star's address. <music> Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Muriel Kirkland and Larry Robinson and is produced by Walter Hart. Listen again tomorrow to The Couple Next Door.